Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, Women in League Show Season 2, Episode 15. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, tonight, no Dana, Atash, and, and no Mon. Mon's uh, out competing, uh, playing football in the country championships. But Tash, you know, again, we're sort of, uh, you know, it's been a little bit of time's passed now, but we're still, you know, I guess reeling after what was a really impressive round four um, but you know you just can't can't help but feel a little bit sad that the competition it's nearly coming to an end. You know we've we've kind of blinked and we're already at the last regular season of the competition. Um, but let's dive into the DMs. Let's have a look at our listener questions. And Tash, our listeners want to know who was your what was your standout moment? I guess from round four. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with um, Shania Power stepping up into Tasman Gray um, to fill her shoes. Uh, Tazzy's out for a couple of weeks with that suspension and Shania Power came on and just, wow, filled the shoes brilliantly if, if you can ever fill Tasman Gray's shoes. That try that she scored from absolutely nothing, um, you know, she beat four or five players. She stepped off both feet. She went in under the post and she just had a phenomenal game. So well done, Shania. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, that, that coaches will just record that and they'll replay that to the rest of the squad as like a little bit of motivation because Shania just does everything at 110 miles per hour. She's got no reverse gear. She is just absolutely flat out in everything that she does, and it just makes her so difficult to tackle. Um, she's often – she always beats that first tackler, which is obviously uh, really impressive. And, yeah, quite often when you watch her play, it's two or three players that have got to drag her down. So she's a very determined runner. Good luck tackling her as she gets close to the line. She is an absolute – special athlete, special player. Uh, look, for me, I'm going to go with uh, Tiana Penitani from the Parramatta Reels. I think, you know, there is an embarrassment of riches of outside backs in the NRLW at the moment. But one of the things to be successful in this competition is you have to have your own strike weapon in that centre position. Uh, the Parramatta Reels, you know, they've looked to uh, Penitani, um, you know, probably started the season a little bit quiet like a lot of players, but again, has warmed into the task. And again, that uh, that try that she scored on the, you know, in round four, that was um, really special and just gives a, a little bit of a glimpse as to why she is you know, one of Australia's best athletes and best rugby league players. You know, she's sort of done it all. Um, yeah, done it all at every level. So, again, great to see her perform. And, you know, if the results go Parramatta's way, they'll probably more than likely be playing playoffs football. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what she can produce there. All right, guys, let's jump into our, our first segment for tonight, All Ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities. But who stands out above the rest? If I can influence people positively, then yeah, my work here is done. Yeah, Tash, one of the things that we enjoy here at Mojo Sports is, and we've spoken about this, you know, promoting, 
you know, current players who, who are performing at the highest levels, um, you know, even speaking to a past, past retired players. But I, I guess something that is a little bit of a passion piece of ours is talking about the next generation coming through, the future superstars, uh, in particular those that are running around in the Tashigawa Cup, little bit of a, a plug there. But we are very fortunate to welcome, um, yeah, speaking of Generation Next, Casey Taffy joins us from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, the captain there. Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Casey, let's dive straight into it because we don't have a lot of time to waste here. We, we love getting you on and, and, I guess, talking about your story. Um, you know, let's roll it all the way back because, again, we have a lot of younger listeners that do join the show and are really interested in I guess, your earliest memories of sport and, and I guess how you eventually connected in with Rugby League. So take us all the way back. What was your earliest memories of, of getting out there and getting connected into sport? Um, yeah, so when I actually when I was in nappies, my mum put me in footy and um, <laughs> I, was at, I was at my first training session and one of my friends now must have tackled me and then I was a big princess and I didn't like it, started crying, took me home and I thought, no, footy, no, I'm done with that. But then I started playing Oztag as I grew up and touch football and I've sort of always been around like the sport with like balls and stuff, like I played netball. And then when I was in under 13s, I played in under 14 comp for La Cruz Panthers and then I played for them. That was the first team that they had because they never had a girls team before. And then we folded because a lot of girls weren't sure if they wanted to play netballs at that age where, you know, we were all splitting apart and no one really knew what they wanted to do. And um, I went over to the Redfin All Blacks with some of my friends that I went to school with and I played in the under-16s there and then eventually made my way over to Como Ginelli, um in the under-18s um, comp last year or the season before that. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So, Casey, you've been playing. Uh, so, you've been playing up in sort of the. I guess you know you've been playing in a competition where you know a lot of the girls, a lot of your competition are quite a lot older than you. Yeah, yeah, I've always sort of played a year above, um, but it's. I was always happy with it because it's usually all my friends that I've played with are all a year above me, yeah. and I quite enjoyed playing with them. So it was. It wasn't that hard to me. It was yeah. easy. Casey, you're, you're actually. Um, Playing, you've got another year in the Tashgal Cup, so you're again giving giving a year to some of the players there. And um, your your coach Karen Stewart has, has named you captain. So to be in the younger age group, um, yeah. that's that's very flattering. So tell me about when she asked you to be captain. How did she put it, and how did you feel? Yeah, um, it was actually a really special moment to me, especially representing the club that I'm playing for, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, as, like, my whole family's grew up playing them. My whole family loves them. Um, So we had a Zoom and she made a leadership group with a few of us girls who she thought could um, lead by example through the season based off, like, our trial game. And um, I was really happy to be a part of the leadership group. I wasn't expecting to be captain at all, especially being in the younger bracket of the team. Um, But then eventually she named me captain and gave me a call and said, am I up to it? And I said, yep, like, got no problems with that. I'm happy to lead the girls and lead by example. And, yeah. It's pretty it's pretty special. And, and I think, you know, a lot of that junior development has kind of got you to where you are. Casey, can you sympathise a little bit with, I guess, the, the older generation who are currently playing at the moment that might have missed out on rugby league at a junior age? So if you think about prior to Tasha Gale, a lot of the football that you're talking about that you have played with, can you 
kind of sympathise with a lot of players who are out there who I guess didn't get the opportunity to play that junior football and have kind of had to just make that huge step up into these bigger leagues. Can you kind of can you kind of imagine what that would be like to not be not be sort of playing junior football and then be thrown into these big competitions? I guess how important has it been for you as you've slowly sort of picked up the game and I guess improved your skills? Yeah, no, it's been a massive um, factor with my game and with all of the girls that I've ever trained with and played with before as they have so many stepping stones now in the new generation with women and girls in sport and in rugby league especially. I could not imagine jumping up from under-16s to playing under-18s or to going straight into women's. And I think that with all the ages that they've got now with like the representative teams have done such a good job and um, I just think it's going to just keep progressing and getting better and better each year. I think so too, Casey. I think, you know, the the generation that, that that's coming after you are probably going to be even because, you know, obviously the goal will be, you know, under sixes, sevens, eights, nines, tens, you know, and sort of building all the way up there so that, uh, no, look, it, it's great to see. And uh, Casey, you know, obviously we're, we're learning more about, you know, you as a player. I guess if you had to demonstrate your, your play, talk to us a little bit about some of the positions that you've played growing up and where you find yourself now. Um, I've played... Uh, I started playing hooker. That's my preferred position. And then throughout when I was in under 16s, when I got a little bit bigger, I sort of went into the halves. Um, I can still, I, I, I'll go right in the halves, but my preferred position is hooker and that's where I feel most comfortable. Um, but that's the only positions I've sort of really played. Casey, yeah, well, you coach. Stewie, who's a good mate of mine, she's actually um, represented Australia in, in the number nine position. So yeah. she must think very, very highly of you to uh, give you the number nine. And our producer, Dan, is a, is a big fan of, of the hookers. But mm-hmm. just taking you back to your team, um, I mean, we, we've got to talk about it. Your surname is Tafe. So is there is there football in your blood and are there other players in the team with a bit of football in their blood? Yeah, definitely. Um, my whole family has been obsessed with football their whole lives. My whole family has played football, so it's sort of in the family. Um, there's my cousin, actually, Jamie Lee Rook. Her, that's my uncles, um, Daryl Rook, Matthew Rook. They all played football. Then you've got Darcy Carr. She's related to the Fox, I'm pretty sure. And then Yalara Witters, obviously Dean Witters' daughter, and there'd, there'd be a couple more girls that I can't think of right now, but the whole team's full of, like, football football heads, like their whole families played football their whole lives. And so how does that feel, like, when, you, when you've got, you know, football royalty spread throughout, you know, your players, it's in their blood, are the, are the family coming to support them? Do you see these football royalty showing up? Um, you know, how does that make you feel? Yeah, no, definitely. I always see Dean there. My whole family's always come to watch my games, um, my cousin's family, and even the girls that don't, their parents haven't really played football their whole lives. They're all there, always there to support. And I think it's pretty special um, that so many people are coming to watch these games and getting the women's and the young generation of females in rugby league bigger and getting more of a crowd there to support the girls. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Casey. Sorry, let's 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 dive in on this team because uh, I have a little bit of a connection with the South Sydney Rabbitohs myself. But you know, it, it, it's hard to put into words what it's like to, to throw on that jersey. I, I guess you know we're going to throw that question at you. You know, it's a it's a very very special club. I'm sure it means a lot to you. It means a lot to the local community. And 
you just get the sense that, yeah, that, that there's something truly special about that jersey playing for that club. In your own words, how does it feel to be a Rabbitoh? Yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, it's one of the most best feelings I've ever had in my life, to be honest. Playing sport, that's the most proud I've been wearing a jersey. I've worn like a couple like different jerseys before, but South is probably definitely the most proud I've been. Yeah. And especially riding on the field as captain, knowing my whole family supports South. They've supported South their whole life. It means a lot to me and my family. Casey, I was actually there to watch you um, debut uh, for South. You were so very, very proud to receive that jersey and the way you ran ran out. Um, I think it wasn't until round three. We'll get to that in just a minute. But the sound of the crowd, mm. just to know there's that support and it's like, you know, back back the days where you don't have these massive stadiums where you have people, you know, freckled or spotted, you yeah. really hear the roar of this crowd. So yeah. tell me, how does that help you and your team? Yeah, I think the, the crowd puts a massive factor on the performance of the girls, especially like you obviously have nerves before the game and I have nerves. I have, get really bad nerves. And when you run out and you hear all the support and stuff, it just lifts you up and makes you feel so much more confident and better. And um, I love playing at Redfern Oval because you've got all like your family there, you've got all the locals, they come down and watch and it's just a really amazing feeling. That's great. And, look, it really is amazing. I love watching the games. I love watching you girls play, especially at um, the Bunnies at Redfern Oval. So um, going back to what I may have mentioned, um, it wasn't you made your de- debut in round three. Is that right? Can you tell me about what happened um, at the start of the year? Oh, yeah. So I unfortunately missed out the first two rounds because I had COVID. Um, so that was a bit upsetting for me because, Obviously, I got named captain and I wanted to go out there and lead out, lead by example, take the girls out in the field. Um, but I found out I had COVID on like the Wednesday of training beforehand and then I didn't test negative till the week after and they had to obviously go through protocol and stuff and they couldn't just put me on the field if I wasn't up to it. So they just rested me that next week and then I eventually played against the Knights. Yeah, it can be tough. I mean, we're seeing it in the NRLW um, players missing, you know, one or two weeks because of because of COVID. But that's just part of our, um, you know, the situation that we're in. Now, you, you talk about leading by example. That was round three. You made your debut. It was against uh, Newcastle Knights. It was the same day that um, uh, Jessie Southwell made her debut. They're a very very strong team in the Knights. And then in round four, um, you scored a try, did you, in round four? Against Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, now, you've not only scored that try, but I want you to talk me through how you scored that try, if you, if you can remember it. So I've always been told, especially by Karen as well, since she's always played hooker, she's a massive influence on my game. And I learn a lot from her and have already in the past couple of weeks I've been working with her. But I've always been told to play eyes up footy and every time any chance is an opportunity for me to take the ball and have run, just put my head down and run. And I seen that there was no girls in front and the girls in the middle were slow to get up. So I just took the chance and, yeah. Yeah, you certainly did. You actually looked like a young Karen Stewart. I remember um, Stewie doing exactly that from Dummy Half and it's it's become, you know, the trademark of of many successful hookers. The Bunnies really had um, 
They, the the Raiders really had a lot of players on that on on your fellow bunnies player close to the line, and mm-hmm. I could when I'm watching the replay of that, I can see how you're thinking it through. They're slow to get up, yeah. And you've done exactly that, played eyes up footy and uh, scooted in really quickly um, mm-hmm. and scored that try. And then you know just a few minutes later, uh, I think you um, grab a try assist by putting through. Was it Shyla? Oh yeah, Shyla. Yeah, she's a strong runner. She's amazing. She's one of our best forwards. She's she's so good. And I guess well, it's good to see you hitting your straps. And I, <laughs> we definitely love to hear you know eyes up football, especially when we're playing at the junior level, because you know one of the things that I guess the game has been over criticised for is playing you know overly structured football. So you know before the the ball's even being played, it's like I'm going to go left, I'm going to pass it to my centre, and this is going to how it's going to go. Casey, it sounds like you're building your foundations in rugby league to let the defence kind of, I, I guess, tell you what you're going to do. As you mentioned, if they're a little bit slow at marker or if, you know, one particular edge sort of sneaks up, they're brilliant foundations that I guess you've kind of built your game off. So, Casey, we're footy heads. Let's dive into it and talk a little bit more more uh, on the field football. Um, the reason why I respect the dummy half role so much is because – of the other side of the football, and that is the defensive side of the game. Casey, mm. I, I think I know what the answer to this question is going to be, but, uh, you know, t- tell me, I, I guess, you know, whether you have a bit of a love for the defensive side of the ball because as a, as a dummy half, you're in the middle, you're tackling the bigger, biggest players on the field. How does that feel? Uh, tell our listeners about that experience. No, I, I love tackling. I love tackling in the middle. I love more than attack, to be honest. Um I don't know. I just get like a thrill out of it. I, I don't know if that sounds bad or not, but um, yeah, I, I, I've always loved tackling and um, I've sort of grew up tackling in the middle because I've always been pushed into that dummy half role because I've always been a bit smaller than everyone else. And I feel like I've just grown as a player and that's just where I, where I'm most confident, I guess. Yeah. And where did you sort of get that confidence? You know, I, again, there's a lot of listeners who are easing their way into the sport was it something that, you know, was it the first ever training session that you went through, you know, during your junior years? Did it take you a couple of years to kind of build that confidence? Was it coaching, you know, learning the technical side of the game in terms of your defensive style? Is it something you've only just sort of really stepped up the last sort of period? I guess t- tell us about your journey when it comes to the defensive side of the game because it looks very, very intimidating from the outside looking yeah. in. But watching you play, Casey, um, we, we can we can certainly see that, uh, yeah, it, it's part of the game that you do love. Yeah, no, I've always been a bit nervous. I do get pretty nervous before games and it's never really been a um, – it's always been a bit scary for me as I was growing up, being small in the middle and having girls that have had growth spurts so much bigger than me running at me. But I guess it's it comes with years and a lot of practice and a lot of training. Um, I've had a massive influence on the coaches. The coaches have had a massive influence on me and the, just getting the technique right, I guess, and then – the confidence just comes as the years go by. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's hard to it's hard to put into words, but I think you've done it beautifully, Casey. That moment where it just it, you know you just flip a switch, um, yeah. and certainly getting that early contact, and then you're into the game, and then suddenly, Casey, you're doing what you're doing, which is starring on both sides of the ball. And um, you know, as a captain, as a skipper, that's fantastic work you're doing there for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. All right, Casey, let's fast forward things a little bit now and let's start to have a bit of a chat about, you know, what the future kind of holds for you, what some of your goals and ambitions are. Again, we spoke about how exciting it is that a lot of the 
junior pathways being built. But Casey, if you look ahead, and, and I know you're sort of focusing in on the here and now, but it's pretty exciting yeah. what lays ahead for someone like yourself at your age. And um, yeah, talk to us about your future goals. Um, so the, my biggest goal would definitely be to play NRLW 100%. Um, at the moment, I'm just trying to work on getting through the season, obviously, and focusing on next season because I'm still in Tasha Gale. I do get the opportunity to train with the women, so that will be a massive um, influence on my game as well, and that will help me out so much. Um, but and that also will build, build more confidence for me playing, getting older, um, but, yeah, definitely NRLW, especially with the – I've heard there's new teams coming in the comp next year and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's my main goal. Yeah, and I think we're going to be talking about a player maybe later on who's played the game for a very long time. So, Casey, that that's the point, isn't it? You think about, you know, where you are at your age, you know, because, you know, we're, we're seeing the competition and, Tash, you can – you've probably got more information on this, but we're moving – another two two teams are moving in next year – um, so that, that'll move us to eight, and then we're going to move to ten teams the year after. Yeah. Tash and Casey, I guess, you know, the, you know we're not too far away, I guess, from there being 16 teams. Casey, potentially, more than likely, within your playing career, that's got to be pretty pretty exciting for you. Yeah, definitely. It's very exciting, especially um, with the group that we have now building up as we're all getting older because our um, team's actually a pretty young team. Majority of um, us are the younger age and we'll be staying in the same team next year. So it just builds more confidence. And as we get older, hopefully we can all stay together. Obviously that doesn't always happen, but that'd be a massive, um, that'd be very exciting. Yeah. No, that's excellent. And Casey, how do you handle the workload? I guess that's another question that we did want to ask you because this isn't your day job. This isn't the only thing that you you need to focus on at the moment. So I guess share a little bit about, I guess, your entire workload, everything you've got going on at the moment, because, you know, that that's part of women's rugby league at the moment, especially at the junior level, trying to balance everything. Talk us through a lot of the commitments and responsibilities you have at the moment and how you go about trying to fit it all in and, um, and, and balance it all. Yes. Yeah, so I actually work two days a week. It's supposed to be three, but I have uni. So I'm at uni two days a week as well. One day is online. Um, but the days I have off uni, I actually, I have uni on the Tuesday and the Thursday and that's the days I have training, but I'm lucky enough to only go in there for a couple of hours and I'm out by the time I have training. So it's not too bad at the moment. Obviously when I'm going into uni a couple more, like a couple more years, there'd be more work and stuff like that. And I'm going to have to learn to organize myself a little bit better, but at the moment I'm pretty fine and I'm doing well. Casey, just um, going back on the expansion plans that have been announced, how exciting is that for someone like yourself? You're already like, you're quite young and you're saying, you know, I've got to balance my work with my study, with my footy. Um, By the time, you know, fast forward, you know, 10 years time, maybe even five, six years time. Hopefully there's a bunnies team in the NRLW. Hopefully you've already made the under 19 um, New South Wales team. Hopefully there's a couple of clubs after your contract. I know you'll stay faithful to the bunnies team if they're there, but just what do you think that means? Have you discussed that with your with your mates, with your fellow players about, you know, what it'd be like to be a professional athlete? Yeah, definitely. All the girls, all the girls in my team, that's all, all they want to do. They want they think everyone thinks it's so exciting and that we think that NRL's done such an amazing job and um getting the game bigger, getting bigger crowds. It's just it I don't know, it's a really good feeling knowing that 
it's equaled out to the boys almost. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, and it's something that we've been, um, I guess, trailblazers of in terms of providing coverage of the women's game for a little while now. And um, Casey, you, you hit the nail on the head. There, there is sort of a there's a new market of fans as well that, that's coming to the sport. I know that um, that's been spoken a lot about in the media recently. And uh, yeah, exciting times, Casey, as you as you as you, uh, as you look ahead. Um, to the future. Um, thinking about the, the here, the now, you know, playing for the Rabbitohs, talk to us about how your season's going so far. Um, yeah, what, 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 what lies ahead? Um, we've had a pretty rough season, uh, but at the end of the day, we never give up. Our team's just always there. We're just taking it week by week at the moment, training session by training session. We're a new team. We've just been entered in the comp this season and some of the girls haven't played much rugby league and from what we started off at the first training session to now we've improved so much and so many people have said it but we're just trying to build um, a better connection more communication and just get through the weeks I'm sure you will because you, you did say, you know, a lot of them, um, girls, they have improved already and that you are in the younger bracket and so there will be the, the vast majority of you that will take on the same competition um, next year and yeah, yeah. you'll definitely, you know, you'll be bigger, you'll be stronger. Um, and just the way you were talking, you were talking like such a leader. So tell me, if you if you do happen to have, you know, a, a disappointing um, loss or, you know, maybe a, a, a what we might consider a blowout score, do the girls yeah. get dejected? Do you talk to them? What's the conversation? On the field, um, it's just like keep your head up, stay positive, just play for each other. That's all you can really do. You can't, you're not going to go out and bag each other. That's just not going to get anywhere. Um, and all the girls are pretty good with that. Our communication skills are pretty good and everyone's pretty positive on the field because everyone just wants to play at the end of the day. No one's really fighting with each other. And then obviously in the sheds, Stewie talk or Karen talks. And uh, then at the end, I'll say something. And it's just like everyone, next week's a new week. Um, come to training, positive attitudes, and we'll, progress from there yeah Casey that you're, you're speaking like an absolute veteran which excites us about it because um you've clearly you've clearly got all the skills there when it comes to rugby league and exactly that you know I think you've got a really good self-awareness of whether you know where you guys are in terms of learning and developing and it's almost an extension of training you know what I mean like it, you know if if you don't get the result on the day it's not the end of the world because you know you and your teammates should be looking you know a couple of years ahead to be like you know if we continue at this week in week out continue to train where could we be in three or four or five years time and that's what makes us really really excited um and casey how do you go about sort of you know the motivation in and around training i know me and tash we've been guilty a guilty of you know dragging our feet to training how's the motivation there uh, in terms of you know getting yourself to training and things like that yeah no it's pretty good um we all usually carpool all the girls around our area, so we just listen to music, pump the music on the way to training, just good vibes and stay positive, I guess. Um, it's not real. I actually love going to training. I love training. It gets me out of the house, gets me away from my uni work and other work and stuff like that, and I feel like it's a place to escape from all that stuff, In like, if you know what I mean. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm loving it, and it's just getting better and better each week. Tash, she's caught the bug. She's got it. She's got the rugby leg bug. She's, uh, yeah, keen and eager to get to training. That's uh, that's obviously a sign that you've got this illness that we've all got, and that is the this love for this uh, this game that we all love, a rugby league. It's um, pretty special. And, Casey, it's very special to talk to you, and um, we can't wait to replay 
this interview in a few years' time because we're <laughs> really excited about what the future holds for you. But um, we're not done there, Casey. We might uh, we might carry you through to rapid fire because we've got a question that we're going to ask the panel here. Um, stay tuned as we roll through our final segment uh, of the night, rapid fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, so I haven't been too good at maths, Tash, but I'm um, just sort of looking at some of the younger players in the NRLW competition, running the maths on Casey's age. I think, you know, Casey might be watching a few players that she may be able to play with or play against in her future. Fingers crossed that uh, that, that may happen. But, Casey, that's the question I've got for you is, reflecting on the last round of the NRLW, who was the uh, who was the standout player for you? Um, for me, it probably was Zahara Tamara when she snapped the field goal. I think it was like 67th minute or something. I think that's pretty special. And, um, yeah, she leads by example all, every week, and I just look up to her as a player. Casey, don't you get the sense that, you know, before they even kick the field goal, the way they set themselves up, you can almost, as a player, as a teammate, you can almost predict whether it's going to go over. The way mm. in which she set herself up and stabilised, you kind of, you, you knew she was going to kick it. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how she does it, to be honest. It's, it's great to see. I, I, I just think that she, when she plays with that confidence, you know, a uh, bit of a bigger body there in the middle. Um, yeah, pr- really, really special performance there. Clutch, absolutely clutch. And so much on the line. Again, this is a tournament. There's not too many games in this competition. So, um, yeah, a lot of Roosters fans were very, very happy with that one. Look, for me, um, you know, I've got to take off my Newcastle Knights hat on and put my mojo hat on and just, you know, appreciate good rugby league. And Emma Tonegato, um, Tash, you're probably sick of me uh, talking about how well she's playing in the in the in our in our group chat, but um, again, a really special player, and I think what's really important is that she really continues to set the bar for the players around her, and week by week, we're seeing her teammates play as well, if not better, during some weeks. So Emma Tonegato, outstanding individual performance, but really is having a significant impact on the players in and around her. Tash, you get last word on this one. Uh, again, plenty to choose from. Who was your standout? Oh, Dan, I cannot go past Steph Hancock. Um, you know, people have been talking about her all last week, all this week. You know, she's she's 40 years young. But she scored a try for the Titans through sheer force and determination. And, you know, and then she, she showed her experience and clarity and presence of mind to convince a team to take the two points penalty, which... Um, she had faith that her her prop forward Bree Clark could kick, and Bree did kick it, and that gave them the twenty eight twenty six win over the Broncos. But there was a moment there when Britto Braley had a, was she was going to take the tap, and you could see Steph just coming up screaming, "No, we'll we'll take the two. And that my friends, is what gave the Titans the win over the Broncos. You just, you just never want to see her finish playing, you know. Obviously, she's probably closer to the end than the beginning in terms of her career. But, um, yeah, she's just absolutely, you know, one of one of our favourites uh, to watch. Um, again, you know, she made three tackle breaks at the age of 40, scoring tries, leadership. She's definitely the absolute package and a true uh, leader and legend in our game. So, yeah, Titans, they were... Very, very smart, um, you know, getting that contract there at the Gold Coast Titans. Really special performance. 
All right, Casey, just want to say thank you uh, to you for joining the show here at Mojo Sports. We really do appreciate it. We feel like, you know, this is a really interesting story to tell in terms of some of the younger players coming through the system, giving us a little bit of a glimpse as to what those junior pathways are like. And again, we keep talking about fast-forwarding to a few years. We think there's some uh, pretty special things that lie ahead in your future. But Casey, thanks again for joining and and, uh, sharing with our listeners your story. No, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. No, anytime. And uh, yeah, I think we'll we'll have you on many, many more times in the future here at Mojo. Uh, to our listeners, uh, again, thank you for tuning in and supporting Mojo Sports and the Women in League show. Uh, we've, you know, we've, we're doing our very, very best to provide you the best possible content. Um, this is going to be so much rugby league is going to be played this year, and we're going to be doing our very, very best to keep you covered and keep you up to date as we uh, as we continue to ride the roller coaster of. Uh, the first season of the NRLW competition, then we've got our state competitions and state of origin, and then we round out the season with another NRLW competition. How lucky are we as Rugby League Tragics? Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.